0: Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of the Woman of Faith in Leadership podcast. I am super excited to have you here and in today's episode we'll be talking about the art of saying no and basically how to do that gracefully as well because that can be tricky. It can be tricky for some of us to say no, we want to be people pleasers or we don't want to disappoint people. So I am going to go super tactical and super strategic in this episode, and I'm going to give you the exact steps. What are the things you're going to say? What are the things you're going to do to say no gracefully? Let's do it. As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here, we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact, and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies, wisdom, and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rika Whelan, and welcome to the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together, we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy, and let's jumpstart your leadership. I want to start this episode officially by reading a review from C. Single, single, Terry. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. Forty-five, and they say straight talk. Just listen to workplace culture, and so wish that this had been around when I was in a toxic work environment. Rika speaks plainly about her topic and gives easy steps to address the issue. Well, thank you. That confirms to me that I'm on the right track. I want to make it easy. I want to make it super tactical and strategic for you to follow. And I know I talk a lot. So I like to talk. I like to uh, share lots of my stories and my personal journey with leadership, with burnout, lack of boundaries, and just my faith as well, because this is, after all, the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast. So in this podcast, you will, you will find four things that I like to talk about, and that is faith, leadership, boundaries, and workplace culture. Now, in this episode specifically, I'm going to talk about the art of saying no, because as leaders, it's quite crucial that we learn how to say no. We cannot take everything on board. And if you want to go and learn about some time management strategies, please go and listen to episode 28, where I spoke about how important it is for you to do certain things to manage your time, but to also manage your minutes, because it's really important that you as a leader be effective in that what you do. And as part of those time management strategies, I mentioned that you need to be able to learn how to say no. We cannot say yes to everything because then we're going to burn ourselves out. Self-care is going to go down the drain. So we need to be able to say no. Okay, so what would you do if someone comes up to you and asks you to do something? Hey, Sue, would you mind reading through this project for me? And then just give and just read through it and, you know, like give me a summary. Um, you know, I, I really just don't have time to read through this report, but I want you to do it. You're so good at it. And uh, yeah, just get it to my desk by the end of the day. Okay. What do you do in that situation? Or there might be other examples where people just come up to you and say, oh, you know, I'm just really struggling with this. Um, you know, please, can you just take that on board for me? I'm just like, um, it's just so hard for me. I just, um, yeah, if you don't take it on board, i'm I'm gonna um, I'm just not gonna make it, you know, and um, that's fine. Like I get and I understand that people go through a hard time, and that's exactly the reason why I mentioned that you should also delegate is because you sometimes also just need to give up some things that you can't cope with. And am I saying that you shouldn't be saying yes at all? No, that's not at all not what I'm saying. Because we know we, we know the capacity of our and our capabilities and we know what we can and should say yes to. But what we really struggle with is what we should and can say no to. Okay, so in a situation where someone's come up to you, they've asked you for something and in that moment you know you should say no but you're not brave enough, that's the moment that you know you should say no. It's those those things that you, you're weary of, you, you, you're not certain whether you should be saying yes or no, okay? In that moment, you know that your answer is that you should say no. Okay, so I'm going to jump into nine steps that you need to follow or nine things that you can do, and then I've got some bonus tips at the end, oh, you don't want to miss that, of things that you can do. Now, I have actually made a just a PDF of this. So If you want to go and download that, it's in the description below. For the podcast listeners, again, it's in the description, but also for the YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, in the description below, you can just click down under, or um, if you're looking up, I'll pop it up on the screen now. So what you can do is you will first, number one, pause and take a breath. Okay, so somebody's just asked you to do something, you're going to pause and take a breath. Okay, when you're caught off guard, it's essential to take a moment to collect your thoughts. A deep breath can help. This brief pause allows you to respond thoughtfully. Okay. Now, I've mentioned to you in the past episode, if I'm looking down, if you're watching on YouTube, it's because I'm looking at my notes. I am getting used to also recording on YouTube. I've been used to recording on podcasts now, just on the podcast for uh, the last couple of months, the last two months. So excuse me if I do look down. But yeah, just pause and breathe. Um, and that is then number two. You buy yourself some time. So you're going to pause and take a deep breath. Don't just say yes or no immediately. Pause and take a breath. Then you're going to buy yourself some time. So say things you will say something like, let me check my schedule and get back to you. I'll need to see if I can fit that in. I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. Because this approach gives you the time to evaluate the request, but sometimes a person wants the answer like right now. They would not let. They will not let you leave until you give them an answer. Okay, so in that instance, you express your gratitude. So you're going to say, or, or in both instances, you're going to say, "Look, thank you very much for thinking of me. I really appreciate it." But and then you say, "But I do need to go and think about it." But I simply don't have time in my calendar. I'm 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 so fully booked and but thank you very much okay so you, in this instance number so number 1 was pause and take a breath 2 is buy yourself some time 3 is express your gratitude and then number 4 is use i statements okay so frame your response in terms of your own limitations and your priorities so you're not going to blame that person and say look I can't do it because you've given me so many things to do But in the last couple of months. I just can't do it, okay? Just leave me alone. <laughs> but what you are going to say is something like, I have other commitments that prevent me from taking on these additional tasks right now. Or actually, you know, someone else has also asked me to do something. So at this point in time, I simply don't have the capacity. Thank you very much for thinking of me, but I simply don't have the capacity at this point in time. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to burn out if I take on the on board this task. So I think being open and honest about you and your capacity and your capability is going to be extremely important. And making those I statements means that the person can't get defensive. Okay. So then set boundaries. Gently put firm boundaries. Gently affirm your boundaries. Okay. So you can say something like, I've committed to focusing on current projects and I can't take it on anymore. Or I know we spoke about this last week, but I've had a thought about it, in, I've had a thought about it again, and I just don't think it's a good idea. Or, actually, you know what? Thank you very much for thinking of me, but I just don't see myself being able to do the best that you need because I know that you need someone who'll be able to be committed to this task. and I, I just don't feel that that's me at the moment. I have got I'm, I'm so committed here, I'm so committed here. And and I wonder maybe you should maybe you can ask X Y and Z person. Okay, so that was number five. Set boundaries. Number six, be clear and concise. So keep your responses simple and to the point. Do not make it an extended version where you go into all sorts of explanation. You literally just say, "I can't." Um, thank you very much, but I can't. I'm fully booked. You don't have to go into a whole story of, oh, I'm so sorry, but I really want to do it. But you know what? My children are sick at the moment and my husband's doing shift work. If I take on this project, it means that I won't be able to commit all of my hours because, you know, I just won't be able to to, to give you the hours that you need. I'm going to have to work at home and, you know, my children are sick at the moment. This one's got athletics and this one's got this. Don't do it. You don't have to go into long winded explanations of why you can't do it. All that you need to do is be clear and be concise. And then stay firm because this person might try and convince you. So don't apologize excessively or over explain. Just be confident in your response. And if they keep on pushing you, then you can say, Look, I've already told you that I I simply don't have time in my calendar. I, I really appreciate that you trust me with this but, and I feel flattered, but unfortunately I also know my own limitations and I must say no. Okay. Then the thing that I already mentioned is number eight, offer an alternative. Okay. So you can offer someone else that they can go to. That person might also say no, but that's not your problem because now you've delegated. Okay. You've delegated that and said, look, I don't think I'm the best person for this job. I actually can't help you with that. I don't have the capabilities, but I know that Sue is really good at this, and and look, I think she might be able to help you, but I'm not certain. Okay, why don't you go and speak to her? Uh, The other option is to suggest other solutions, maybe another solution, saying, look, I, I know that this is something that you want a human being to help you with, but have you considered artificial intelligence? Have you considered looking at a... At this option for you, and and I mean I know um, AI is not going to replace people. A lot of people say it is. It's not because AI doesn't have a human brain, doesn't have human relationships, doesn't have all of the things that humans can offer. But if you can use it as an alternative and save you some time, save that person some time, then why not? Okay. And then number nine, the final thing is hold your ground. If the requester persists, it's crucial to maintain your position. Do not give up. Okay. You can reaffirm your boundaries and explain that you're not in the position to help them, okay? You can say something because now it's getting to that point where things might be getting a little bit tricky. So you can say things like, look, I understand that this is very important to you, and, again, I feel flattered that you want me to help, but I don't want this to ruin our work relationship. I don't want this to get between our work relationship, but I need to stand my ground. I need to to affirm my boundaries and say that I'm not going to be able to help you. Saying no is something that I personally struggle with, but I need to say no to you in this instance because it's just not something that I feel I can take on board. Okay, so number one is pause and take a breath. Number two is buy time. Number three is express your gratitude. Number four is using I statements. Number five is setting boundaries. Number six is be clear and concise. Number seven is stay firm. Eight, offer alternatives. And nine, hold your ground. Now, some other tips that I have for you, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six bonus tips. And you'll also be able to find them on the PDF if you download that link in the description below. So other options or other practical tips that I have for you is to practice. So practice saying no with someone that you love and trust. Okay, the love part might, love part might not be there but it might be someone that you trust at work or a colleague or your line manager that you're practicing to say no to and let them be firm with you and you might get awkward in that conversation but it's better to practice with someone that you know and trust versus someone that you don't know and trust or versus someone that you know is actually really horrible to you at work and they're constantly pushing their work on you or whatever the reason might be so Practice makes perfect because then it'll really help you in those real-life situations. And then learn from your experience. So let's say the first ever time you've had to say no to someone, you absolutely made the – you screwed it up basically. <laughs> um, learn from it. Go and have a look at what went wrong. What was the triggers? What was the key words that they said that made you jump over the line and say, oh, fine, I'll just do it, Okay. Is it the fact that they persisted? Was it their words? Was it their demeanor? Was it their, their verbal and nonverbal language? What were the things that that triggered you to say yes when you know that you should have been saying no? Okay, so go and reflect and go and learn from your experiences. Then gather a support network around you. If something, If no is something that you're really struggling with, then why are you any different from someone else that's struggling with something else? Okay? When they can get a social network around them or a network of people around them to support them, so can you. So that might that might look like some of your colleagues that will support you when they know that you struggle to say no and you can say to them, look, I struggle to say no, I need you guys to keep me accountable. And every single time when I've said no or yes to someone, I'm going to come and relay that information back to you. Because then at least in that moment when you have to choose between saying no and yes, you know and if you say yes now, you're going to have to go through through your accountability team and go and tell them that you said yes, when actually you should have been saying no. So, um, and then the fourth one is visual cues. So be aware of things like, and, and this goes hand in hand with um, with the nonverbal responses. So in face-to-face conversations, body language can help convey a message, maintain So what you need to do is you need to maintain eye contact with this person when you are saying no and just reaffirm your position, remain calm and have a steady tone. And then nonverbal responses is things like giving a polite shake of the hand and and shaking hands and say, thank you very much for thinking of me, but unfortunately I can't do it right now. I don't have the capacity. So, you know, it's that your visual cues is by... um, People sometimes feel uncomfortable if you... If you have eye contact with them all the time, so if you look them in the eye and you say, look, I cannot help you right now, I do not have the capacity for this, then they're more likely to back off if, when, if you are like looking around and not making eye contact with them. So making eye contact can be very valuable for you as well. And then those nonverbal responses, which I mentioned. And then the last one is learn your phrases. So learn what you are going to say. So for example, I'm sorry, but I can't commit to that at the moment, or I need to look at my calendar first and get back to you. So there's two things you can do. You can stay firm and saying no in the moment, especially if that person wants an answer right now, or if you can buy some time, then go away, take a couple of deep breaths and then write that person an email, say no in the email, or call them and say no, go back to the office and say no. But it just depends on time urgency, depends on what you want to do. I, I'm not saying you should run away and go and, and hide behind uh, and be a keyboard warrior and hide behind your keyboard the whole time. But if, if no is something that you really struggle with saying, then I would start with the keyboard and then I would move from the keyboard to verbal. Because remember, we also want you to, to believe in yourself and we want you to have good self-confidence and you can't just have self-confidence behind a keyboard okay so definitely your first or second one can be declined via email but then after that I would highly recommend that you start getting up the guts to look that person in the eye and say look thank you very much I really appreciate it but I just cannot commit to that right now I do not have the capacity and people will actually respect that more than when you just hide behind the keyboard and, and be a keyboard warrior okay because people will respect you for having boundaries people will respect you or knowing when to say no and guess what next time they're not going to be as you know um, as firm as what they were before because now they know well I should be respecting her because she's probably going to say no um you know maybe I can ask her in this way maybe I can ask her in that but maybe she's got capacity now I don't know but I'm going to give it a try so you also want to gain respect from your peers and from your colleagues by saying no and by putting those boundaries in place Okay, so. The last thing for this episode that I want to mention, thank you very much for listening. The last thing I want to mention is please get on the wait list. There's an upcoming free workshop that I'm going to host. It's called From Gossip to Growth, How to Get Rid of Gossip for Good. And it's going to be a free 45-minute workshop. And during the workshop, I'll run you through the steps that you can take to get rid of gossip in your workplace And then at the end, I'll talk about my program. So I'll be very open and honest to say that it's a free workshop, but I'll be talking about my From Gossip to Growth program that's launching very, very soon. Very excited about that. And I'm also in the process of writing a book, From Gossip to Growth, How to Get Rid of Workplace Gossip. So I'm very excited for all of that to launch. Looking forward to that. And I will let you know when that launches because I'm looking for a launch party. I'm looking for people to support me with my launch. I know I've got consistently got about 30 to 40 listeners who listen within the first 48 hours of the, when the podcast releases. So that will be amazing if I could have all 40 of you on my launch team. So what I'd like you to do is go to womenoffaithinleadership.com and there's two things you can, number one, sign up to go on the wait list for the free workshop. So all that that means is you'll be the first person before I even advertise on Facebook on LinkedIn on anywhere I'm mainly only on Facebook and LinkedIn you can find me on Instagram but I'm not very active on there but you will be the first person to get access to the free workshop because it's going to be a live workshop live in-person workshop I'm not taking many people because I, I number one, have I have limitations on my Zoom. <laughs> but also I just wanted to be a more intimate group where I can actually answer questions as well towards the end and have a proper chat with you. If there's like 50 people in the room or 60 people, it's too much and you you can't get through everyone's questions. So I do wanted to make, I'm thinking about a maximum of 15 to 20 people. So if you want to be on the wait list, get first in to to, to attend the workshop completely for free and then learn more about my offering. You can even leave before I talk about the offer. It's okay. But I want to I want to I want to start empowering people to get rid of workplace gossip and I'm on a mission to create awareness surrounding why gossip and workplace gossip should be taken seriously and what is the damaging effects of it and why sh- and why you as a leader should be doing something about it today. Okay. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I look forward to seeing you all again next week or speaking to you all again next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review. Your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when I read it. And it makes me want to keep going. So please leave a review and your review will also help other Christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for. So whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the review section and leave that review. Then head over to womenoffaithinleadership.com and join our free Facebook community. And I look forward to engaging with you there.